Diana loved IEW's curriculum so much that she became an instructor with IEW. Diana talks about how she uses IEW in her academy, her methods for language arts evaluation, and the students that have benefited from her approach using IEW. We also discuss how traditional institutionalized schooling doesn't really prepare students for higher education and to make sure whatever school you place your children in, find out their percent of graduation. Lastly, how IEW supports all kinds of learners. Go grab your coffee, go grab your tea, and a pen and paper. You're not going to want to miss what Diana has to say. Let's get into the podcast. Today, we have Diana Cluin from Willow Ridge Academy. Diana, say hello to our guests and tell us one thing you believe most people don't know about homeschooling. Hey, Beck. Thanks so much for having me. I love I love chatting with you. It's such a joy. So it's much fun. Joy. It is. Um, so one thing that I think that homeschooling parents really need to hear is that um, language arts is, I personally think, and I believe that it is the foundational subject secondary to the Bible, and it is lacking significantly in the government school. That is true. And I know it firsthand because most of my students still have, and I'm a high school teacher, and most of my students still have barely a second grade writing. I I believe this. I have assessed multiple students this school year. So during COVID, I I had kind of an influx of high schoolers, shockingly enough, Um, not young ones, not middle schoolers, but a lot of high schoolers wanting to come to our academy. And specifically looking at my college prep classes in writing. So I have writing classes that I do that are college prep and uh, really wanting their kids in that class. And I said, well, I need to assess your child first. Uh, Well, they're a straight A student in writing. And it's like, I know, but there are straight A students in a system that has them so below their capability and they're never challenged. They're never pushed. And it breaks my heart when I have to call a parent and tell them that their junior high student is writing at a fifth grade level if they're lucky. That's true. They have no no grammar understanding. They, They cannot have, they cannot capitalize the first word in a sentence. It's true. They do not know comma rules. It's true. And I get that there's 56 comma rules. I get it. I get it. I have to review some myself, but I'm talking basic. Like you put a comma when you're listing more, like three or more things, right? Oxford comma. What's an Oxford? They don't know what an Oxford comma is. They don't know how to put a period. They don't know to indent their new paragraph. I mean, these are like, simple thing. They don't know how to format a paper. I, I put, if I put a pen or a pencil in kids and tell them how to hand, to hand write a rough draft, they, they're not writing on the lines. They're not 
putting their name in the upper right or upper left. They're not skipping lines. They're not, they don't understand anything. And it breaks my heart because the parent, you literally hear the parent go, or they go, they have this like, their angst in their voice and they push and they push and they're like, well, do we need to prep them for college? I said, sweetheart, they're not even out of middle school yet. They're not taught the fundamentals of style and structure of writing. It and is so it, true. Oh my goodness. I teach biology, chemistry, and physics, and I have to write and teach writing in those classes so that way my students can get their thoughts out about what they're learning in that subject. It's so true. And they're not, and we have this, we have this generation and it's really lots of generations. I mean, you know, centuries of the only way to succeed is to go to college and get a degree. Okay. If you buy into that mindset, that's fine. Okay. But your current system that you have your child in the government school is not preparing your child to even function in any English class. I mean, remedial English in college is going to be significantly harder for a student coming out of the government school. We have, we have a school right here in San Diego that our friends attended and went to, it's a, it's a, and I say government because no school is run by the public anymore. Okay. Public schools are no longer run by the public. Parents love you, but you don't run your school. The government does. So these are government schools. They went to this school, one of the best STEM schools around. It's awesome. It rocks. I had their son here. This is like four or five years ago. I had their son here. There's no, he's, he's not taking an English course. He's not taking a language arts course. They don't require it. He goes to college and drops out of college, flunks, flunks college because he can't write a paper. Well, no one told them that the school that he went to has a 60% failure rate, 60% failure rate in college. So, hello, yeah, <laughs> seriously. What? Yes, right here in San Diego, they have a 60% failure rate because they don't teach language arts. Listen, that's, that's nuts. It's nuts. Language arts is the only subject that trans that transcends to every other. So you teach sciences. Kids can't write lab reports. Why can't they write lab reports? Because they don't know how to write a summary. Correct. They, they don't know how to write a sentence. Correct. So, and we teach kids in the government schools, grammar in elementary school and never touch it. In middle school and high school and i'm a huge uh, uh, supporter of listen don't teach former formal grammar until middle school because one the brain ain't gonna remember it sometimes mm -hmm. the concepts are too difficult to understand i mean basic basic identification of verbs and nouns great but to identify further i encourage parents to somewhere between fifth and seventh grade that's when you really want to get that formal grammar going. Yes, you can do it before, but I have found with the students that I work with that when they start it young, they end up having to redo it again, which is great. That's okay. It's that's the beauty of homeschooling. Whatever you didn't master when you were younger, you can do older. But those who started 
a little older, I have found retain it better. That's great. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, even to the part of um, grammatical parts or like nouns and verbs, I have to tell you that my high schoolers still don't know those parts. Like I, I, I'm half the time I'm shocked when I'm like, no, that's a noun, that's a verb, it's an adverb, that's a, you know, an adjective. And they're like, well, what's it, what are those things? I'm like, what? <laughs> so yeah. the fact that language arts um, is so lacking in, well, I'll say it differently. Um, language arts is lacking <laughs> in the educational system. So I'm so glad you're talking about it. Can you tell us what are some resources you're using to teach language arts, especially to these students who are so far behind without them feeling I guess bad about it in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, it breaks it breaks their heart when they don't know something. I, I will give children placement tests, and literally their parents will call me and say, "My child's in tears." I'm like, "Stop the test! Stop the placement test right now! This is not worth it for your child. Let's let's do something else." It, it breaks their heart. Kids naturally have a bent to want to know things and want to to understand things. This is their nature. I mean, this is our nature as human beings. We want to know things. We want to learn things. We want to understand them and comprehend them and hold them tight. And when we don't know those things, it crushes their spirit. So we never want children to have a crushed spirit. And I personally have found over 17 years of homeschooling, I was homeschooling for about five years before I really realized how wonderful uh, IEW, the Institute for Excellence in Writing, is. I personally believe it is the gold standard for every aspect of language arts. So your vocabulary, your grammar, your writing. Okay. I believe that with all of my heart, that this is the gold standard curriculum. I believed it so much so that I became an instructor because I noticed my families that were in my social homeschool circle, the parents couldn't identify, couldn't pass the level one grammar test. Wow. The parents couldn't do it. Wow. And they were like, Diana, I can't do this. Can you help me? And I was like, well, sure, of course I'll help you. I'm like, you're the science teacher. You want to help me? <laughs> you know, we all have our strengths. God gives us all these beautiful gifts and strengths, and we should use those to serve and help others. So this is my strength. This is my passion. And I want to help others. So IAW grammar, hands down, hands down, the best grammar on the planet. Why, why do you say so yeah, why? Uh, yeah everybody asks me this and i'll say the number one reason why it doesn't diagram <laughs> there's no diagramming diagramming is mathematics it is geometry it is not language arts and oftentimes i'm sorry but putting a, underlining a noun and then writing straight lines underneath i couldn't do it i'm not i, I couldn't figure it out i still can't figure out diagramming as an adult the only time diagramming benefits you is if you're going to become an English teacher in the government school. That's mm -hmm. my personal belief. And I've talked to a whole bunch of teachers and a whole bunch of teachers are like, I only, ha I've only have to teach it because I have to teach it. Otherwise I wouldn't teach it. it it's pointless. So IW teaches you to identify parts of speech and edit actual published literature and short stories. So a lot of the stories kids know, kids know these stories or have heard them because they're generational stories 
And they're reading literature. And then, you know, the masters in IEW have taken these beautifully well-written novels and messed them all up. So they have terrible grammar, terrible punctuation, which that's, I think, a hard job to do. So whoever does that, I applaud you. And I love you, IEW. But then these students are reading this literature and they're identifying certain parts of speech in different levels. And they're learning to identify things and edit work. Where this becomes beneficial is when you pair that with their writing curriculum, you now are putting your student in the seat of an author. Oh, wow. To actually write. So they're writing things. And then with the grammar, they're in the seat of the editor. This is a full circle understanding of writing and language art. Wow. Because, go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, I want to swing back before we get too deep into this, um, the the editing. I want to swing back really quick. Can you make the difference between diagramming and, because um, I'm not an English teacher, so you said diagramming. And I'm like, oh, what is she talking I about? I can't do it. I what can't is do it. it? <laughs> you basically are diagramming parts of speech. So have you ever seen, like, we don't have visuals today, but you are, I am not the expert on diagramming. I am, pro- you would probably want to talk to Andrew Poo <laughs> about diagramming. I've heard him speak about it. He's amazing. Um, but it literally is, to, for me, I find it to be the most confusing way to understand grammar. I've never really felt like it explains where you should place things. I've had one person in 17 years of education tell me that they benefited from diagramming and diagramming made them a better writer. I'm like, really? I'm like, what? So you're basically charting, you're graphing, you're diagramming out your sentence. You're pulling the sentence apart and breaking it out. The problem that the problem that I had with diagramming growing up, and I still do, I see it as a math component. Diagrams, we see diagramming in math. We see them in science. I don't have that mind. Got it. So I've always come from the position, and I mean, I'm sure Andrew Pudawak could be like, oh, Diana, I'm going to break this down for you because you're wrong. (laughs) Or he might be like, oh, you're right. But I've always seen it as a hindrance. I've seen it as you're not understanding where to place specific components of your sentence because they're not in order. So there's an order, right? God is a God of order. Right. And there's an order to sentence structure. We know that complete sentences cannot be complete without a subject and a verb. Correct. It is no longer a complete sentence. God is a God of order. He designed that order. He did this when he spoke language arts, the earth into existence. Okay. He spoke us into existence. So this is the primary subject outside of God is God and the word of God then is put on the earth. So for me to, I don't want students to diagram. And I feel like, listen, I want them to know, hey, that is a, that word, the word jump is a verb. Yes. I want them to know that they can identify that. I don't care if they can draw a line under it, diagram out a a, a second and third line underneath that so that they are perpendicular and then write in where the nouns, I just don't think that that helps. But in, you're never going to read a sentence that way. Are you going to read a sentence in a diagram form ever in your life? No, never. No, we don't. I mean, God forbid that literary 
classical literature comes in diagram form, we're all going to be screwed. <laughs> we won't be able to understand it. So I get it. So diagramming literally pulls apart the, the, the structure, the sentences, and you're, you find that IEW Institute for Excellent Writing has a method that is more basically real life, real life mm -hmm. skills where a student would learn the IEW method and potentially could even become one day an editor and they would be almost like placed into that position where they're not having to like relearn things they're like this is how this is how writing is done so it's almost so it's so it's writing done in its genre in its place yes absolutely and students learn whether consciously or subconsciously they learn not only to edit other people's work, but they're learning to edit their own writing. So when you, this is the thing I love about IEW is they pair their grammar and their writing. And nine times out of 10, when your student is, is doing their grammar workbook and then they're working in writing, they parallel. Now, I don't believe that this was, I don't know if this was done intentionally or if this is just the way that, you know, because God is a God of order, it naturally happens this way. But I will see students, no matter what level in grammar they are, and no matter what level in writing they are, there's always some sort of mirror always happening throughout the year. They're just, they mirror each other. And it's so important for students. It's great to be a, it's great to be a wonderful writer, but it's even better if you can edit your own work. Completely. That builds such critical thinking. I have been on a rampage with critical thinking skills and strategic thinking. The since I actually since homeschooling has come into my life, because in the public school system, uh, we try so hard to teach critical thinking. And it is to our demise half the time that we just can't, we just somehow cannot seem to teach them critical thinking, but it seems that within homeschooling, critical thinking, strategic thinking, these things come organic within the system, the educational system of homeschooling. So as you're talking, when a child can, you know, edit and critique their own work, that's huge. That's a lot of self-reflection. That's a lot of you know, introspective, which a lot of people don't do. And I think sometimes people don't do it because they don't want to face that, oh, I, I made this mistake, which is another difference in homeschooling to public school, because in public school, you make mistakes. In homeschool, you learn how not to do that again you learn you are learning it's not a mistake it's a way oh i don't do it that way let's find the way of doing it so there's more discovery there's more opportunity to explore in homeschooling versus in public school you're wrong that's wrong and i know a lot of teachers are trying to do the whole discovery thing but at the end of the day at the end of the 90 minute period that's impossible with 36 kids. It's, 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 I'm sorry, it's impossible. You can't yeah. let all of them explore without having chaos and you're never gonna get to where you want to because you'll never have that time 
90 minutes, 36 kids. How much time do you really get with each child in one lesson for one period? Two minutes, maybe. Well, Two minutes. And I, and I think, see, and I, and I come from a different perspective. I believe that you can absolutely do that with 36 kids in your class in 90 minutes. Oh my gosh, you can absolutely do it. The problem is, is that it, the government public schools design their day for one way is right, every other way is wrong. They're unwilling to change. So if we just flip, so homeschoolers aren't very much, we're not seat work kids. We're not like, here's the right answer. Make sure you always have the right answer and move on. Yeah, yeah. That's not homeschool. We're very much the Socratic method. We ask critical thinking questions. We go, well, why do you think that way? What do you think about this statement? How do you, why do you think that X plus Y equals Z? Well, because in our textbook, the instructor made this one statement. Okay, but what about the sentence before it? What about the sentence after it? Would you, if you read the whole paragraph in its entirety, now would you still have that, that philosophy? So people don't understand, like, we've got to get off of the filling in worksheets all the time and sit down and talk and have questions and ask kids questions, force them to think. I'll get kids that'll go, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Well, because they've been pre-programmed to always say, I don't know. You do know, you have a thought. Well, I don't want to give you the wrong answer. Hey, yep. listen, you come, you, come to, you come to Willow Ridge and I'm going to tell you this, not every answer, there, there's no wrong answers, even if your answer is wrong. So if you tell me two plus two is five, that's a wrong answer, but I'm not going to tell you, oh, you're wrong, you don't know it. You're wrong. I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm going to say, okay, well, why do you think two plus two equals five? What's the thought process behind that? And kids will kind of be like, wait, what? And I'm like, okay, let's break it down. So we give them the opportunity to get to the right answer without telling them that they're wrong. The kids have a fear of raising their hand and having their voice heard because they're constantly told that what they have to say doesn't matter in the public schools. Correct. And, and that's the other reason why I love IEW is because even though those Socratic questions aren't listed out for the parents to ask every five seconds, the curriculum is written in such a way that it lends itself that way because it's a classical type model. It lends itself to discussion. Like we've got to stop lecturing kids and we have to discuss things. I'll sometimes ask two questions. I, I speak and I'm a big talker, okay? Like if y'all haven't figured that out now, this girl likes to talk. <laughs> but <laughs> my students do more of the instruction, instruction and discussion in all of our classes. All of, all of my classes that I teach, the kids talk more than I do. Let's take me through a lesson. Take me through a lesson um, of IEW. So like grammar? A basic one. Or, yeah, take me through a basic Take me through a basic uh, grammar. Yeah, grammar is actually quite easy, uh, believe it or not. So the grammar is laid out as a four, four or five. You could do, you could do five if you wanted to, but they've completely redone their books for grammar, and I am thrilled. I am thrilled because the few changes that they did are ones that I have been implementing at home because I had noticed it was better for my kid. Well, guess what? The curriculum, they did that themselves. I'm like, ah, they are always, always thinking of new and better ways to improve. And I, I love that about them. But you will open up the grammar book and you'll have a learn it section. And it will say learn it. And it will literally describe in detail 
with examples for your student or yourself. So if you have a governed, a self-governed student or an older student who's pretty good, they can read that and learn it on their own. This is phenomenal because this is what they're going to do if they choose to go to college. This is what they're going to do in their workforce, in their job, whatever they do in life. They're going to need to learn how to do things on their own. Correct. So it gives the opportunity for the student to do that. And then parents, those of us who've been educated in the government schools who don't know any of this stuff anymore, can learn too with our kids. So it's beautifully done. And then they're given specific items to identify. So we're let's go basic verbs and nouns in the nose tree in the very first book. So they're going to be told you have four nouns. So they know that they know how many they're looking for. Right. So they're going to look for four nouns and they're going to write an N above it. They're going to look for verbs. You have two verbs. Okay. I'm going to look for verbs and we're going to do a VB over it. So they give them different instructions to label them. They also are given, and this is daily. Okay. So four days a week. So they're given the learn it for the week. And then they have day one through four. And they're going to label each day. Now, some days get progressively harder. You know, some weeks are a little easier. It just depends on what they're learning. So it gives the child a, a sense of, oh, today's a light week because <laughs> last week was hard. This yeah. is beautiful. They identify, they have a vocabulary word every day that they are defining. So there's a section to define that. And then right under it, they are now going to rewrite that sentence that was wrong. They're going to rewrite it correctly. And so this is typically five to 15 minutes a day of grammar. And that's it. That's fantastic. I like that because it doesn't overdo it, but it gives them enough time to absorb what they've learned and mm -hmm. move forward. And then probably the next day they get a chance to apply it. Well, it just keeps, it keeps progressing. And so what you can also do where that fifth day is great when that week is over, it's typically like a paragraph, right? So you could have them rewrite the whole paragraph at the end of the week, if you wanted to in a notebook. And at the end of the year, they've written handwritten a work of literature. So, or a short story. So you could have them do that as well. I love this idea with IEW. I don't understand brain. I can, I can send you to Dr. Lisa Dunn. Okay. Yes. I'm promoting her right now, but she, she understands how the brain works and it's fascinating, but this works different parts of the brain. You've got your identifying where you're just labeling things, right? But then you've got to rewrite it. And there's this hand to brain connectivity, yes. actually handwriting it correctly. Right. And people stop there. They're like, oh, they don't need to rewrite it. Yes. Yes, you do. Rewrite it. It's training the brain to think. It's just constantly training the brain. And it's really very good. And IEW is not written for their grammar. They're not written for grade. It's written for level. It's six levels of grammar. So this is why I tell parents, listen, if you haven't done anything prior start between fifth and seventh grade, seventh grade at the latest, because you'll have one for every year through high school. If your student does well, okay, and you're correcting daily. So parents correct it daily. Don't wait to the end of the week because we want them the next day not to make the same mistakes they made the day before. 
we want them to see. If you have an old enough student, get them a red pen. I'm a color coder. So I make my students, when I teach my students grammar, they have to color code. They have, they have a blue and a green pen and they, they're for specific things, okay? And the red pen, they'll take and they'll grade. So my older students will say, okay, now that you've done that and you go and grade it, they actually retain it better when they see and mark their own mistakes. Again, that hand to brain connectivity. That's and fantastic. So I will have them regrade that. And then I go, okay, make sure you don't do that mistake again tomorrow. Because what happens if they did the whole mistake the whole week, now you're trying to backtrack an entire week to have them fix their, their errors and apply that to the next week. That's too hard for anyone. Okay, even the most seasoned authors and editors like need to do things daily. <laughs> no, it's you true. Know? Repetition is a big deal. Yes. That's really important. I think that's been almost omitted in traditional school, like that repetition for some reason. Um, it, there's a place for it. There really, really is a place for it. Um, so as we're wrapping up, where can they connect with you, learn more about how you use IEW in your academy, and where can they find your resources? Absolutely. They can go to willowridgeacademy.com um, and connect with me there. There's my email, my phone number, all of that is there. Um, I encourage families, even though they have, IEW has uh, revamped their grammar, their original grammar placement tests are still phenomenal. So I can, um, I'm happy to send that. Uh, it was, it's very hard to find, um, but I'm happy to send that placement test uh, to parents. Um, and it's very, it's very well done. Always, always place test their grammar before you put them into any writing. And then of course, go directly to IEW.com. Their, their uh, customer service is amazing. They are always there to help you. They're the experts. They know far more than I do. Um, so I would go to IEW.com and see. And if I do get parents go, I don't understand. And I'm like, okay, well then I'll help you, you know, from IEW. Uh, but IEW also has a list of instructors. Okay. So other parents like me who love the curriculum have gone through the program to get certified and it's not easy. So you're not just getting somebody who checked off boxes. I mean, we had to write essays ourselves. We have right. to give lesson plans ourselves. This is not an easy certification for us to get by any means. It's hard. I had to reapply twice once because I was so hard. So you absolutely go to them and on their website, they have a list of instructors. So some of these are online. Some of these are local. So look for people who are local in your area if you want in person. Um, they'll tell you right there on their list who's accepting enrollments and who's not. And reach out to those people. You know, if I'm not if I'm not your person, go find go find your person that you can connect with to get the support because. Language arts, believe it or not, is one of the subjects that I really get dozens of questions on. Parents are more afraid of language arts and science than any other subject that, that I, and at least in my circles, in my yeah. circles. Um, and, and there's a great need for language arts instructors who, who teach IEW. I, I mean, there's other great curriculums out there, but I, I tried them and they don't teach you how to write like IEW does. That's awesome. They teach you what to write, but IEW teaches you how to write and write well. 
So the evaluation you were talking about, is that a test that you created or is that a test mm -hmm. that they can? No, it's IEW. IEW has a grammar placement test. If okay. you want, if you want, I, now I do assess writing samples. So I will have parents send me writing samples before I place them in a class that's not a beginner class. So I have some that are experienced writers and I have some that are for beginners. Parents like high schoolers want, don't want them in beginning classes. The reality is you're, you're probably going to have to do that. And that's okay. That's not the child's fault. Right. This is not the parent's fault. This is right. the failing system called public education. It's true. It's true. So is it possible I can, I can put that link in the show notes for the evaluation yeah. test so that parents can just click on it? Throw yes, it in the show I will notes. Send you, I will send you that link and any parent who wants who's looking to homeschool and wants to have an assessment they're more than than willing to I'm, I'm absolutely willing to read your child's work and and tell you objectively what they can uh where they really should be placed with IEW um and then if, if for some reason I'm unsure I will always point you to IEW because they are just phenomenal it's the it's the best curriculum out there okay that sounds amazing I'm so excited we're gonna get logged off let's log back in let's okay yeah because we're gonna get logged off <laughs> Diana, it's been amazing talking with you today and the information you have shared has been invaluable is there one thing you want to leave parents with today from our conversation absolutely i want to really speak to fam uh, parents who have struggling learners um I've had great success using IEW with students who are on the autistic spectrum, ADHD kids, and even dyslexic um, students. I've had parents come to me and say, wow, this is a game changer. Like, I, I don't know what I, why I hadn't used it earlier. Uh, so they're finding it to be very, to be structured very well. Um, and so I think all parents need to really consider and think about the curriculum that they choose, uh, and even think about how, how it's laid out in, in the book, like how the book lays and how uh, you write things out. They do a really good job thinking about this, whether this was conscious of, of the authors of IEW, but it really speaks to the God of order and order. And a lot of students who struggle, a lot of ADHD and a lot of autistic kids, need that order and that structure and that consistency. And IEW provides that in all of their work. I love that. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Thank you for sharing just your expertise, your experience and your wisdom in this specific area, which is so highly needed. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Homeschool Advantage podcast, where you get the scoop on all the latest vendors that fit your lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Also, follow me wherever you listen to your podcast to stay up to date on the next episode. You can also visit my website where the episodes will be and for my free lesson plan course, which can help you if you have different vendors and you're wondering, how do I make them all flow together? Let me help you with that. And if you're a vendor and you think you would like to be on the podcast, 
send me an email, realedtalk at gmail.com. Leave me your name, contact, website, and I'll get back to you. Thanks for stopping in with me, and I'll see you on the next time. <laughs>